Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen, a yoga teacher out of Austin, Texas. This week's episode is recording from a four-week workshop series I led at Austin Bouldering Project. We discuss different philosophical concepts to help declutter our minds, which are then applied to how we can approach asana, pranayama, and meditation. I hope this series resonates with you and lightens your mental burden. Find a comfortable seat and listen in. So the first week we talked about why, why we are so feeling burdened, right? And we have this tendency to feel like we have to live up to other people's expectations, that we have to put this front out there, that we have to live up to like what social media tells us what we need to be. And we end up being these like overly curated versions of ourselves, which causes a lot of our own mental burden and our own suffering. And so when we take the time to just start to lay out our situation, right? It's like all, all the crap in your closet. You're like, oh man, I've been holding on to so much. We start to pull it out. We start to lay it out. We gotta get grounded because if you stand there in a pile of your own mess, then you feel overwhelmed. And you can either do two things, right? Close the door, <laughs> be in denial. Nope, there's nothing back there. Or you feel like you're being swallowed by all of your mess. And so the first week we just got really grounded um, we talked about hoarding tendencies, grasping tendencies, where we just want to hold on to everything. It's sometimes easier to hold on to something that's a bad situation than to let go and feel uncertain, right? Being stuck in a job for too long, being stuck in a relationship for too long, um, holding grudges, right? We hold on to them because it's easier to feel mad all the time, feel angry all the time, feel anxious all the time, because you get used to that sensation. And so suddenly when you go, ooh, if I let go, am I not mad anymore? No, but I'm still feeling a little mad. Like there's this weird space that we're in, this kind of floating sensation of I don't know what is happening, but I know that something needs to change. And so we get grounded. Right? We start to just find where we can find places that feel a little bit more solid and start from there. Uh, we also talked a bunch of different concepts. Right? So we talked about svadhyaya that first week, self-study, right? that practice of just kind of pulling everything out and giving yourself space and time to examine it, to look at it. We talked about aparigraha, right? this tendency to cling, feel very graspy, very like hoarding sensations. Um, last week we talked about anitya, impermanence. Anitya is one of those things that are really hard to accept because we feel like, well, we build things to last. Why don't they last? It was a good relationship at the beginning. Why didn't it stay good? It was a great job when I started it. Why did it start to fall apart? Right? So whatever we have happening in our lives, we feel like, well, it's always been that way. It should always been, be that way. But anitya, impermanence, goes, actually, everything is in a state of flux. Everything's always changing. Nothing is ever exactly the same as it was. And I had a moment, I remember when I was 21, my older sister, she's 24, and in her head she always saw me as 15. And I was probably drinking in her presence, right? I did something that a 21-year-old did, and she gave me the dirtiest look, and I was like, you can't judge me. I've seen the things you did when you were 21. You don't get to judge me. But she had a moment, her own realization, you're not, you're not 15 anymore. I was like, you are correct, we are three years apart. So you take your age and you subtract three, and that is my age. But in her head, she had 
put me in a box and that she saw me always in that space, right? And we have people like that all the time. People that you meet a long, long time ago and they think, well, that was what you were back then. Uh, we change every single day. We change every minute of the day. And so we have to allow for this acceptance that impermanence is a real thing. Nothing stays the same. Things rust, things fall apart. That if you want something to try to stay as same as possible, you have to do a lot of work to maintain it. Right? So that's one of those kind of big concepts that's really kind of hard to swallow. Like we know intellectually, yes, I agree, impermanence is a thing. But emotionally, we have a very hard time accepting impermanence because that means the ending of things, the changing of things, that we have to be okay with change. That's a really hard thing to take in. Um, the other concept that we covered last week was vairagya. Vairagya being non-attachment. When we let go of the grasping tendencies, when we start to say, I'm not going to put all of my everything into one thing because impermanence is something that I accept, the only other way to go is to let go, is to have this non-attachment approach to things. And that's not to say you're being flippant. Well, things aren't gonna last forever, so I don't care. Trash it, I don't care. Right? We do enough trashing of things already. What it tells us instead is to value what we have. To say this is the time that we have this thing happening in our lives and we want to try to make the most of it. To try to find joy in it. To try to find value in it. And take it for the time that we have it because it's not going to last forever. So that by the time that thing passes, you can go, you know what, it was a good, it was a good thing when I had it. It was an enjoyable time. Right? that we're able to put value on things and it makes us more present rather than always living in the past or always living in the future. So this process that we go through in our yoga practice is to understand that we have these tendencies and to start to make some changes in how we approach them, mindset changes, changes in perception. So that when we start to approach new things, we aren't going back to what we are used to clean, 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 hold, keep it tight to me. When it falls apart, cry, oh, it melted, it's broken, right? Now we can come into something new and go, okay, I know that this is probably gonna last X amount of time. I'm gonna get this out of it and I'm gonna enjoy it for the present moment and then be okay when that time has passed. And that'll save us some heartache and it'll also put us in a place where we are much more awake and alive during that space of time rather than always feeling like I need to do something else or I'm going to fall back on my old habits. Yeah. So this week, we've gone through all this work. This week, we're talking about Ishvara Pranidhana. So that's one of our niyamas, which is part of the second limb of the eight-limb path. Sounds like a strange word, right? So Ishvara Pranidhana, I'm always going to mess this up. This is why we take notes and you can Google it later. It's talking about surrender. It's to say, what if I already have everything that I need inside of myself to feel joy? That I don't need to go externally to find joy elsewhere. That I don't need to rely on something else to make me happy or to make me feel alive or to make me feel whatever it is I'm seeking that I have that power already inside of myself. 
And the eight-limb path takes us through these different ways of approaching our lives. So parigraha, that grasping, that's in the first limb. That's to say non-hoarding, right? So when we start to approach things from that perspective, non-violence, non-hoarding, we want to be truthful, non-lying, and then we start to put in other parts of our lives that say, I want to be able to study who I am. I want to be able to go inward. I want to find that spaciousness, cleanliness and thought, right? We start to put these things of what we desire for our lives to be. And we start to go inward, not to hide in a little hole, but to connect instead to what's already in us, right? Some people call it God. Some people call it flow. Some people call it bliss. You can call it whatever you want, but there is something already inside of us that is very human, that comes from a place of compassion, that comes from a place of empathy, that wants connection with other people. And that's the driving force. We want to connect into that because without that, whatever this internal process is, then we're just playing rat race games, right? trying to um, win more social points and more likes. And we start using external things to validate our lives instead of going internal and finding what you already have. So last week I talked about um, when you go to a yoga teacher, we have like no answers, which I think is upsetting sometimes to people. They want to use us as therapists. I, I am not a therapist. Don't come to me with your problems because I'll probably just commiserate and go, yeah, I remember that was awful too. I had something like that. India and I have these heart to hearts about like labor and birth and she's getting my, my stories. So from the perspective of I cannot fix your problems, I am not here to give you answers, but what I can do is I can offer you this path that I have learned through yoga and just offer that as guidance so that you can work through your own process and start to tap into what's inside of you. And I know that's not satisfying, right? Because in our society, we go, give me a pill. I want a prescription. I want you to fix it. Emma knows she's a nurse. <laughs> fix my pain now. There's no easy answer. Yoga has no easy answers. Yoga says, we're going to breathe. We're going to live in our bodies. We want to connect in, in, in and also connect with each other. And that's not as easy to do because it's not a quick fix. Sometimes it takes at least a year to just accept whatever's happening. In my classes, I say, put this on your five-year plan. Put it on your 10-year plan. Put this on the plan so that you can continue to do this practice, the philosophical and the physical practice, through your 80s and 90s. If we start to look to near future, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I didn't achieve headstand by the end of the year. I'm a failure at yoga. Who cares if you ever get headstand or not? You don't get to take it with you when you die, right? right? So changing that perspective, what do we want out of life? How do we approach this differently so that we aren't actively creating our own burdens? We already have enough. You don't need to add more. We have plenty. Right? You could pick through your own mind of like, man, I have like 10 things of baggage that are just hanging over me. Well, why would you add more? We have plenty going on in our lives already. So today's practice, we're going to really work into the body first to just warm it. We're going to do more of a vinyan practice. Now I'm going to talk a little less today so that you can feel a little more. 
And then we're going to save a good portion of our class of the yin part. If you haven't done yin, it's staying in a posture for a few minutes at a time. And it's less about the big muscle groups. We're not going to be using your quads and your hamstrings and the big things that like keep you upright. It's going to be more about going inward to the bones, to the joints, to the soft tissue. So if you haven't done a yin practice before, that's okay. I'll walk you through it. But just know that it might cause a little, oh, why are we still in this? Why? Oh, man, I'm so used to moving. And we, what is it? Sharks, if they stop moving, they die. I don't think that works for humans. If you stop moving, you'll be okay. okay? But we're going to hang in there, and we'll be using these yin poses so that we go more internally. And we're going to try our best to not have these grasping tendencies. I'm going to learn to let go a little bit so that gravity will do more of the work for you. Our props will help us do more of the work for us. And our breath will do a lot of it, too. And then we'll spend a little bit of time toward the end just kind of wrapping up. Sound good? Excellent. Let's find child's pose. Go ahead and keep your two blocks toward the front of the mat just so that they're there when you're ready for them. Okay. And we do have uh, India here to help give assists. If you prefer not to be touched for whatever reason, um, can you go ahead and just raise your hand for me here? We'll try to keep an eye out if there's anybody that's like, do not touch me, I don't like human contact. And that's totally okay. <laughs> Thank you. So take your knees just a little bit wider. Let your belly hang between the thighs. Feel your head fully connect into the ground. Let it get heavy. Soften your shoulders. Relax your elbows. I want you to feel the weight of your hips dropping into the heels. And then let go into it. Deep breath in through your nose. Soften into the exhale. Working with the breath here. See if you can really feel it puff up into the back body, into the sides of your ribs. Maybe you feel your armpits open a little more into the floor. If you feel any tension in your neck, or if you're feeling any sinus pressure or anything like that, you might rock your head a little side to side against the mat. But give yourself plenty of space for you to stretch out long and feel full connection into the floor. The floor is here to hold you, to support you, and it's also here to absorb anything that you don't need. Any tension in your body, any emotions that you're hanging on to a little too tightly, let the floor absorb it. Let it take it in. Take about five more deep breaths here. In through your nose. Exhale out the nose. Four more just like that. Three more. 
two more. One more deep breath in. Good, and keep your eyes closed. Start to rise up onto hands and knees. Let's find a tabletop position. We'll just move through some cat-cows. So as you inhale, let your belly drop toward the ground. Open through the chest, lengthen forward. As you exhale, start from your tailbone and move up the spine. Low back, mid back, upper back. Let your head drop. Push the ground away, round into the upper back. Good. Inhale brings you through. Heart comes forward, belly drops. Exhale, push the ground away. Keep moving with your breath. And spread the fingers wide. Feel your hands connect into the floor. And let's take two more rounds here. One more inhale. Good. We'll come back to a neutral spine. Step your right foot back behind you. Stay on the toes. You're just going to wobble your heels side to side. Start to feel a little bit of movement through your hip. Feel some length growing down the back of your leg. Okay. And then we'll bring your right knee back in. Let's go to the other side. Step your left foot behind you. Gentle wobble of the heels side to side, just trying to wake up that left hip a little. Two more breaths here. And then bring your left knee back in. Let's tuck the toes and start to lift the hips, downward facing dog. Good. Spread your fingers really wide. Keep your index fingers pointing straight forward. And I want you to feel everything from the heel of the hand through the palm, webbing of the fingers, knuckles, even your finger pads into the floor. Bend your knees a lot. Send a little more weight up into the hips. Good. Your head is dropping through your arms. Neck is fully relaxed here. You might even shake the head. No, nod your head. Yes, make sure everything's nice and loose and relaxed. Now relax your calves and let your heels fall toward the floor. They don't have to touch the floor. We just want them reaching in that direction. Okay, see if you can send your heart a little bit closer to your thighs without having to move the hands. And again, let the top of the head drop toward the floor. You're looking for a spot on the back wall. Take one more breath here. Inhale your right heel high, three-legged dog. Good. Keep your legs straight. We're just going to roll your foot so that the toes turn toward the brick. Finding a little bit of opening through the hip here. Now keep pushing your heel up and back. One more breath in. Good. Now re-square the hips. Turn your right toes down. Take an inhale here. Exhale, knee into nose. You're going to rock forward into plank. Hug into your belly. Inhale, take it all the way back up, three like a dog. Let's do that again. Knee into nose, curl into the belly, feel your core engage. One more time, inhale all the way up. Exhale, knee into nose, and we'll gently step this foot between your hands. Go ahead and bring your back knee down. If you have kind of sensitive knees, grab something soft, either your blanket or your bolster, and set it underneath your knee. Good. 
Good. Move your right foot to the right a little bit, and then we're going to float your arms to the sky. If this doesn't feel good in your shoulders, rest your hands on top of your right thigh and press your chest open. You can relax your left toes back behind you. And then close the eyes again. And I just want you to feel where the balance is happening in the legs, in the foot. You might even feel little muscles working to keep you upright. Now, if you are a type A type of person and you're trying to make this the strongest Anjaneyasana you have ever done, be a B student. Soften it a little. Take one more breath here. Good. Relax the hands all the way to the floor. And we're going to pick up your left knee. Step your right foot back into plank. You're welcome to take your plank from the knees. We're going to take three deep breaths here. Broaden across your collarbones. Keep your gaze just forward of the fingers. Good, a long line from your shoulder blades to the heels. Push up against my fingers, up, 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 up. Yeah, now lengthen. One more big breath in. You're gonna rock forward on your tippy toes. Exhale, let's lower all the way down. Good. Once you get down to the bottom, point your toes behind, you're on the floor. Hands stay underneath your shoulders. You're gonna push your chest open. Cobra pose, baby cobra. Let's move this out of the way so you don't have something bump in your face all the time. Relax the toenails down. Hands are into the floor. You're trying to slide your heart forward and through. One more breath here. Good. Exhale, lower. Press back into child's pose. Hips to your heels. Three breaths in. Two more. Give yourself plenty of space. Let the body drop into the ground. One more inhale. Good. Let's come back into downward facing dog. Tuck your toes, lift the hips. Take the first few breaths just trying to find all of your hands into the floor. Hips are high, softening in the knees. Good. Left heel high on an inhale. We're going to turn your hip open toward the left. Toes are pointing toward the mirror. Press out of your left hand. Try to keep your legs straight for this variation. One more breath. Good. And then you're going to turn your toes back down. Three-legged dog. Hips are square. Take an inhale here. Exhale, knee into nose. Rock forward into plank. Inhale all the way back up. Exhale, knee into nose. Hug in. Inhale all the way back up. Last time, knee into nose. And you'll step this foot through. You gently place your right knee to the floor or to a blanket or to a bolster. Good. Move your left foot to the left a little so you're not trying to balance on a tight wire. Float the arms to the sky or hands to your thigh. Once you find your balance, close your eyes and feel your body. Feel how it kind of sways a little. Feel how your foot might be wobbling a little bit to try to keep your knee from falling in any direction. Feel your heel press into the floor. Again, if you're a type A type of person, be a B student today. Relax the face and the jaw and the shoulders. Okay, let's take one more breath here. And then touch the hands down to the floor. Pick up your right knee. Step your left foot behind into plank. Take a moment here. Broaden across the chest. Top of the head is reaching forward. Heels are pressing back behind. If you feel like your shoulder blades are coming closer to each other, Puff up between them. Nice. Two more breaths. Last inhale. Rock forward. 
slower than you want to, lower all the way down. Once you get to the bottom, point your toes behind. Maybe you come back into a little baby cobra. Maybe you let your cobra grow up a little. Maybe you make it a little bit bigger, but make it someplace where you can breathe. Keep those elbows from flaring out. Relax the shoulders down. One more breath. Good. Send it back into child's pose when you're done. And we'll sit back onto the heels. Now your child's pose should feel relatively relaxed. If it doesn't, change something up. Maybe it's something in the feet. Maybe it's the positioning of the arms. Let the neck relax. We'll take three more deep breaths here. Two more. Last breath in. Let's come back to downward facing dog. Tuck your toes and lift the hips. Big breath in. Breath out. Good. Look up at your hands. Let's get to the top of your mat. You can step there, you can hop there. If you have some props in the way, feel free to move them out of the way. Inhale, take a half lift. Hands to your shins, push your heart forward, get long. Exhale, fold. Do that two more times. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, release. One more time, inhale. Exhale, fold. Good, inhale, rise all the way to stand. Take your arms to the sky. Exhale, hands come into heart center, samasitihi. Bring your big toes together. And as soon as your big toes touch, spread all your other toes wide from there. Yogi toes. Relax your shoulders down away from the ears, breathe in. Breathe out. We'll work from our sun salutations here. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, fold forward and down. Use your entire exhale to get to the bottom. Inhale, halfway lift, heart forward. Exhale, hands down, step or float your feet back. You're starting from your plank pose, and then exhale and lowering. Elbows next to your ribs. Inhale, point your toes behind, open the chest, any amount. Exhale, tuck your toes, lift the hips, downward facing dog. Good. Three breaths here. A little more weight into the legs. Get it out of your wrists, out of your shoulders. Two more. One more inhale. Good. Look back up at your hands. Get your feet to the front of the mat. Inhale, halfway lift, heart forward. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise up, arms up, reach up, look up. Exhale, hands to heart center. We'll do that again. Inhale, arms to the sky. Exhale, fold down with a flat back. Bend your knees as much as you need. Inhale, halfway lift. Hands touch something, heart forward. Exhale, hands to the ground. Step or float your feet back. We'll move through your vinyasa. Elbows stay close to your ribs as you lower, either halfway down or all the way. Inhale, slide your heart through, flip your feet, toenails down. Exhale, tuck the toes, lift the hips, downward facing dog. You're always welcome to replace these down dogs with a child's pose. If you're feeling not so hot in your shoulders and your wrists today, you can bend your knees as much as you need. Two more breaths. Last inhale. 
Good. Look up at your hands. Get your feet to the front of the mat. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise. Exhale, hands to heart center. Let's move through one more. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, bow forward. Take your time. Inhale, half lift. Exhale, hands down. Step or float your feet back. Let's move with the breath. Elbows stay close to your ribs. Lower. Inhale, slide your heart through. Toenails down. Exhale, lift the hips. Downward facing dog. Take three deep breaths here. Two more. One more breath in. Look back up at your hands. Step or float your feet. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise up. Arms to the sky. Exhale, hands to heart center. Good. Keep your big toes together. We're going to sit in a chair pose. You're going to bend your knees, set the hips back, take your arms to the sky, or you could keep hands at heart center. We're going to stay here for a moment. This is one of my least favorite poses. I know I repeat that at every class. I really don't like chair pose, but it teaches you something about yourself. It teaches you how do you handle something that is not your favorite thing in the world. It teaches you how to use your breath. Now your mind is probably going into very terrible places. I don't like this teacher, I don't like this pose, right? If that is the case for you, know that impermanence exists, that this will not last forever. We're here for two more breaths. You can do anything for two breaths. One more inhale. Good, take a forward fold on the exhale. Inhale, find a half lift, hands to your shins, heart forward. Good. Go ahead and set your hands down on the floor and step your left foot to the back of the mat into a low lunge. Keep the knee lifted. Good. Left hand will stay on the floor. We're going to open your right arm to the sky. Find an open twist. Slide your shoulders away from the ears. Grow the top of the head toward the slatted wall. Keep this back leg strong. Good. Two more inhales. One more breath in. Release your right hand down. Power up into your legs. We're going to come up into a high crescent lunge, arms to the sky. And as soon as you lift, if you're feeling super, super wobbly, things are just like, woo, really moving on you, move your right foot to the right. Drag this right hip back so that your left hip crease can come forward. Hips are square. And then see if you can feel equal weight between your front foot and your back foot. Drop your shoulders from your ears. Take another deep breath in. Good. We're going to twist this open to the right. Right arm's going to go behind you. Left arm's going to reach forward. It's going to challenge your balance a little. Make little adjustments in your feet. Maybe you lost a little bend of your right knee. Bring it back in. Maybe that back foot is wobbling on you. You need to shorten your stance a little. Or you might need to move that left foot to the left. Take one more inhale. Good. Cartwheel your hands all the way to the floor. Step your right leg back. Find plank and pause. Three deep breaths here. Two more. You got this. Last breath in. Start to rock forward. Let's move through the rest of your vinyasa. Elbows in as you lower. 
Inhale, slide through. Exhale, send it back downward facing dog. Breath in. Breath out. One more inhale. All right, we're going to come back to the top of your mat. Step or float your feet. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Back into Utkatasana chair pose. Sit into your hips, sweep it up. So Utkatasana, Sanskrit for awkward pose. And I think it says everything already in the name of the pose. Shift a little bit more weight into your heels. Feel for your tailbone dropping down as your chest opens. Soften your shoulders. You got this for two more breaths. One more inhale. Exhale, forward fold. Lift the hips, drop the head. Inhale, halfway lift. Good. Plant your hands. Step your right leg to the back of the mat. Lunge. Right hand will stay down. You're going to open your left arm to the sky. Find a twist. Good. Spread those right fingers really wide so that you have a nice base to work with. Press out of the floor. And we'll take one more breath in. Release your left hand down. Power up into both legs. We're going to rise up into our high crescent, arms to the sky. And then make those little adjustments in your feet. Okay. So usually what I see happen is, especially for people who are newer to the practice, they come into a pose and like everything in their body language tells me that they hate it, right? They're gritting their teeth, they're making weird faces, they're shaking. And I'm like, but move your feet a little bit. Right? Just try something different. It might just be shifting your foot a little bit to the left or maybe shortening the stance a little. Or if you feel a little too tight, maybe you need a little bit more space. Take one more breath. Let's twist this open to the left. Left arm goes behind you, right arm reaches forward. Get broad across the chest. Relax the shoulders away from the ears. All right, stay grounded in your feet. One more inhale. Exhale, we're gonna cartwheel everything down to the floor. Step your left leg back, find plank and pause. Broaden across the chest, three breaths. And two more, this will not last forever. One more inhale, rock forward on your tiptoes. Exhale, lower, move through the rest of your vinyasa. Point your toes behind, inhale. Exhale, downward facing dog. Go ahead and walk your hands all the way to the back of the mat till you're in a forward fold. Bend your knees as much as you need. You can grab opposite elbows here. You can lace the hands behind the head and let your elbows drop forward. You can add a little bit of sway side to side or shake the head no. Can you enjoy this moment while we're having it? Not thinking too far in the past, too far in the future. You'll see if you can feel some length growing along the spine, all the way to the crown of the head, using gravity to help. Let's take one more deep breath here. Good. Release the hands back to the floor. Walk everything back forward. You can either take a vinyasa if you're needing one, or just meet us in downward facing dog. Are we feeling a little warmer? Good, job is done.
All right. From your downward facing dog, inhale your right heel high, three-legged dog. We're gonna step your foot to the outside of your right hand. And we're gonna set your back knee down. If you want something squishy there, grab something squishy and soft. If you have more room to move and you wanna come closer to the floor, you can bring forearms on top of one or two blocks, or you can bring your forearms all the way down to the floor and instead use your blocks as a little headrest. Let your left toes relax straight back behind you. And if you feel like you're a little squished here, move your right foot more to the right. So we're gonna hang out here for a little bit. If your left hip is really sagging down compared to your right, see if you can come up a little higher, readjust and try to level out a little more. Walk your right foot forward a little bit more so it's supporting your knee. Mm -hmm. okay. Now notice if you're holding anything in the neck, if you're clenching your teeth and just hanging in there for dear life. If that is the case for you, back off a little, come up a little higher, use something a little more squishy, make it less intense. And we wanna feel just enough in this pose. I define just enough being not so much that you wanna cry, that other things start to take your attention away, not so little that you're picking at your nails, wondering when you want to go shopping and get your groceries done. Moose, how would it feel if your foot was outside? Yeah, and your hands are on the inside. Use your blocks. About the same? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so over time you'll want to lengthen it out, especially because you're a runner, to work those hips. But if they're feeling super tight, Work, work with just enough. Yeah. Good. So relax the face and the jaw. Slow down the breath here. Use your breath to calm your nervous system. When you think about moments of panic, we either hold our breath or we start breathing really quickly and shallow. So deepen it. We're not using any big muscle groups here, so we're starting to get into more yin poses. We're working with bone, tissue, breath. Let's take three more slow breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. Good. If you're on your forearms, I want you to come back onto your hands. You might have to move some blocks out of the way. Move your right hand to the other side of your foot, and we're gonna wiggle your right foot over to the left side of your mat, and then drop your right knee open toward the right side of your mat. Some good uses of props here. Stuff something under this right hip. Maybe something squishy, maybe a block to hold you. We wanna make this as accessible as possible. And just make sure the hips are nice and level here that you don't have one side drooping more than the other, and then relax your left toe straight back. From here, maybe coming down onto the forearms. You can use those blocks if it's too low coming all the way to the floor. You could use a block under the head. Prop yourself up as much as you need. 
you shouldn't be counting down the moments to when we get out of this pose. If your right foot is stuck underneath you a little bit, scoot your right knee a little bit wider so that you have more room for the hip to open. And then relax that back leg. Try not to tense it up. So we're gonna try to get your right knee just a little bit wider so it's not stuck underneath you. Okay. And I'm gonna drop this left hip down a little. You're just gonna work from here. Good. So pigeon pose is one of these that um, you either love it or you hate it. If you're in the hate it camp, see how you can make it a little bit softer. Take your knee out to the right just a little bit more. Okay. And then drop this left hip so that your left leg is nice and straight. Unclench the jaw. Relax the face. If you need to open and close the mouth a few times, do that. Let your head rest on something. Maybe your fists, maybe your palms, maybe a block, maybe something squishy. Five more slow breaths in. Four more. What can you release on those exhales? Three more breaths. Two more. One more inhale. All right, we're gonna gently start to press back up onto your hands. If you have any props in front of you, just move them out of the way a little. If you have anything underneath your right hip, move it out from underneath. And we're going to lean onto your right side. And we're going to take this left leg and bring it forward at about a 45. You might need to just stagger with your neighbor a little bit. Bring a block to the inside of your left leg. We're going to turn your torso toward the right. And you're going to find your left elbow on the block. If that's too low, lift it up a little. Rest your fist on your hand. Rest your head on your fist. There we go. All right. Words. Right arm's going to go up and over. We're going to make this really lazy. So this right arm is going to just rest over the ear and just be added weight here. Keep a little bit of activity through your left foot. So we're going to use mostly gravity here. And we want to keep that right sits bone into the floor. And if you find that your right shoulders is starting to collapse down on you, Reopen toward the right, and then move that energy away from your right hip. And then once you're there, you're just gonna relax into it. So this is gonna slowly open all the muscles between your ribs, your intercostals. And this arm is just gonna be a little weight, helping to gently pull that open. No ripping, no sharp pains, okay? We wanna slowly let this happen with the help of gravity, time, and breath. So just a little more to the right. And then you can soften all the way through your shoulder. Make sure you're still breathing in through your nose. Out the nose. Keep this hip 
Good. Now turn your torso more to the right. Mm -hmm. Just find a little bit more space moving up through this right side. And then let your head get really heavy on your fist. Five more slow breaths here. Four more. Three more. Two more. One more inhale. Good. So when you come up out of this, take your top arm out of the way first. And then come through center. And you're going to stay in center for just a little bit. You should feel a lot. Yeah? Close your eyes and just let that vibrate through the body. When you're ready, you're going to lean forward. Take this left leg to the back of the mat again. And then take your right leg to the back. Take some movement through the hips. It might be like a little side to side. It might be picking up your knee and taking your hip through some circles. We did a lot on this right side. So get some blood flowing through there. And we'll meet back in a downward facing dog, however you want to get there. Your downward facing dog. We'll inhale the left leg high. Step this foot to the outside of your left hand. So we're coming back to that lizard pose. Relax your back knee down. Use something squishy if you need that cushioning. If you need some props underneath the forehead, underneath the arms, we'll get as low as is comfortable, somewhere where you can hang out for a few minutes without having to clench your teeth and pray that this is over. I just want to make sure that that left knee is supported by your ankle, that you aren't going way past the toes. You're also not way back behind it where you're practically doing a half split. And then relax your back toes. Let's find something for your head. That way you don't have to hold your neck out of. Relax the shoulders from the ears. Now your hips are pretty heavy. So see what happens if you let go of any gripping through the hips and let gravity take over a little. Deepen your breath and send it straight into that left hip. We hold a lot of our baggage in our hips. We also hold a lot of stuff in our jaw. So you might find that if you are a jaw clencher, loosen that up and you might feel something else happen through the hips and vice versa. Slow down the breath and see if you can stay with each breath one at a time, just noticing sensation. And don't judge that sensation. There's no reason to berate yourself. Oh, I don't feel flexible enough. I'm not strong enough, whatever. Throw that stuff away. You're just here experiencing your body for a few breaths at a time. 
We'll be here for three more. Two more. One more inhale. Good, gently come back onto your hands. We're gonna wiggle your left foot across over toward the right side of your mat and then let your left knee drop out toward the left. Give yourself more space. Pat up the hip if you need a little bit more height. Give yourself something to rest your head on if you wanna fold all the way down. And then relax those right toes straight back. And just make sure that the ankle doesn't turn on you. Okay. So we're gonna try to straighten that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Good. So relax this right hip down. Mm -hmm. I would say try taking this block down one level. So you have a little bit wider base to work with. Yeah. And let the head hang. That looks good. Now bring your attention fully to the experiences in this side. And your right side might feel completely different from the left side. Let your shoulders down. Yeah, and let your head all the way go. And just let it drop. Five more slow breaths here. Four more. Three more. Two more. Last breath in. Gently start to press yourself back up. If you have any props underneath the body here, go ahead and move them out of the way. We're gonna lean onto your left hip and wrap your right foot forward going out about a 90, sorry, eight, 45 degrees. Math. <laughs> All right, so you want the block on the inside of your right leg. Keep a little bit of activity through your right foot. You're gonna bring your right elbow toward your block. Turn your chest toward your left knee. From there, rest the head, and then take your left arm up and over. Lazy arm here. Yeah, if you are a type A type of person, do like C student for this one, right? We wanna really just soften into it. Let go of your knee to be as big and as open as you can. You're just working it little bit, little. One breath at a time. Closer into your thigh. Right, keep this hip anchored and then turn your torso a little bit more. Let's see if there's a little bit of room. Take that up a little. Can you relax your bicep towards your ear? Lazy arm. Yeah. And then however much you can lean to the right. Mm -hmm. while relaxing the leg. And it's like, oh, there's a lot, there's a lot. Yeah. You can just work with what you got. Good. 
every time you breathe in, can you feel the left side of your body open a little more? Every time you breathe out, can this get a little heavier toward that block? Good. Three more breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. I'm going to take this top arm out of the way first. Sit up nice and tall. Just close the eyes here at center. And just feel whatever's buzzing through the body. Right, two more inhales. One more breath in. Flutter the eyes open. We're going to lean forward. Take this right leg back behind you. Maybe you come onto hands and knees. Maybe you do it from down dog. Find some movement back through that left hip. And then we'll relax into child's pose for a moment. Sit the hips all the way back toward the heels. If you're feeling kind of tight in your spine, keep your knees together. Round into your upper back, reach your hands next to your feet. Curl into a little ball, the top of your head will drop toward the floor. And feel your breath here. Feel the weight of your legs into the ground. Two more deep breaths in. Keeping your eyes closed or soft, start to work your way onto your back. Keep your blocks handy. Set your feet on the floor, knees pointing up. We're gonna come into a supported bridge from here. So you wanna press your feet into the floor just enough to start lifting your hips up to slide that block underneath. And I'll let you choose which height. I recommend no higher than mid height. And you want to make sure that this block is actually holding your hips. It's not poking into your low back. You don't feel it against your tailbone. Now you might leave your feet on the ground, knees up, and just let everything be more neutral. If you need a little bit more hip opening, you might bring your feet a little bit closer and let your knees open out. If you need a little bit more centralized grounding, you might take your feet a little bit wider and let your knees knock together. You also have the option of walking your feet forward. So make sure that you're actually relaxed in this and that you can stay in it for a little while. You could have your hands on your body if you need more grounding. If you need a little bit more heart opening, relax your shoulder blades down into the floor and turn your palms up. Backs of the hands into the ground. And then close your eyes. 
And this should feel like no work at all. You shouldn't feel like you have to use your legs to keep you up, that you have to tense anywhere through your core. You can let the back of the head soften. Nice deep breaths in and out of the nose. So I'll share a few passages here from Pima Chodron's books. It says, it's the stubborn attitude of having to have things be a particular way, grasping onto our beliefs and opinions that causes the problems. Using your belief system this way creates a situation in which you choose to be blind instead of being able to see, to be deaf instead of being able to hear, to be dead rather than alive, asleep rather than awake. Begin with being willing to feel what you're going through. Be willing to have a compassionate relationship with the parts of yourself that you feel are not worthy of existing. If you are willing through meditation to be mindful, not only of what feels comfortable, but also of what pain feels like. If you even aspire to stay awake and open to what you're feeling, to recognize and acknowledge it as best you can in each moment, then something begins to change. Start taking off that armor. That's all anyone can tell you. No one can tell you how to do it because you're the only one who knows how you locked yourself in there to start. This practice of feeling more embodied feeling fully connected to what your body is experiencing. This is what's going to keep you from flying off too far into the future and clinging too close to the past. Some of it is a little scary, vulnerable, uncertain, groundless, and that's okay. That's what life is about. If we knew every single thing that was to happen to us, if you knew every plot point before it happened, it takes the excitement out of living. Who wants to watch a movie where you know everything the first time around? We have to leave space open so that we can have this shared experience of life together, this human experience. And we start this one breath at a time in your own bodies, changing your relationship with yourself to be more compassionate. And once you can change your relationship with yourself, it's easier to change your relationship with others even people who are difficult, even people who know how to push every button, that knows how to get under your skin. And this change of mindset 
and mind frame. We'll just ease all the bumps that you know are already going to come through life. We know they're coming. Nobody's path is smooth. There will be potholes. There will be things falling off of trucks that you have to avoid. But start with yourself and see where it goes. Take five more slow breaths here. Four more. Three more. Two more. Last breath in. Okay. Set your feet back onto the ground. Knees pointing up. Press into your feet just enough that you can slide this block out from underneath and then slowly roll your way down onto your back. Take your knees in toward the body, but then take them wide to the outside of your ribs. And then take a gentle rock side to side against your low back. If you have a bolster handy or your blanket handy, keep it on the left side of your mat, longwise. You might fold your blanket or roll your blanket. We're going to keep the left leg long on the ground. Hug your right knee into the chest. Right. Now shift your hips a little bit over to the right, and we're going to move your knee all the way across to the left and find that blanket or bolster. We want to try to get that prop to hold you from your knee to your ankle. Some people have longer legs, so just work with what you have. If it feels okay, open your right arm out to the side. You could cactus it or you extend it, just depending on how close you are to your neighbor. And then soften that shoulder down and then close the eyes again. Relax the space across your chest. You should feel a little bit of a stretch through your pecs. You should feel a nice twist moving through the low back. And your head can be turned either toward your leg or away from the leg, your choice. And give yourself room here. And just relax this arm. It doesn't have to be a hold. Tightening that leg. Let go of any holding through the belly. Give yourself plenty of space across the chest, letting the shoulders fall into the ground.
Take three more slow breaths in. Two more. One more inhale. Let's gently bring this leg back through center. Hug your knee in toward the belly, reset the hips. We'll move your squishy thing to the other side of your mat. And extend your right leg long and draw your left knee in. Shift your hips a little bit more toward the left. Take this knee across over toward the right and use your squishy prop to hold your leg. Readjust for the shoulders and you might open that left arm out to the side. And then we'll start to let go through the body from here. Give yourself three more deep breaths in. Two more. And one more inhale. Good. Gently bring your leg back through center. Reset the hips, hug the knees in, take a little bit of movement here. And we're going to set up for final rest here. And we have a number of props here. If you want a little bit of lift underneath the knees or the thighs, you could slide your blanket under there or your bolster. If you need a little bit more opening of the upper body, you could take that bolster or blanket and put it vertically along your spine, lying down on it. Keep your seat on the floor so that only your spine is held by this prop. If there's anything else that you need with the blocks, Propping hands. If you're feeling very uh, floaty, like you need a little bit more weight on you, you could use those blocks, one on your chest, one over the belly to kind of hold you down. Especially if you tend to be a little jittery through the hands, you have a hard time relaxing, you could place both of them over the belly. But take up some space. Let your feet flop open. If you have your arms next to you, turn your palms up toward the ceiling. 
and close the eyes. We do have some cool towels to place over your eyes. So if you um, prefer not to have it, place both hands on your belly just so that we know not to come and add something. Um, if you have glasses and you wanna take your glasses off, this is a great spot for it. Let's take three cleansing breaths here together. Nice long inhale through your nose, fill your lungs. Open your mouth, exhale. Do it again, big breath in. Breath out. One more, biggest breath of your day. Let everything go.
Gently start to deepen your breath. Invite small movements into the body. Wiggling fingers, wiggling toes. If you have any blocks on top of you, you might move them off to the side. Circle your wrists, circle your ankles. Take a long stretch, reach your arms overhead. Yawn, move your jaw around. Draw the knees into the chest. Let's roll over to the left, coming onto your lunar side, your more nurturing side. Feel free to shift any props, towels out of the way. Let your body relax on the left side. Feel the ground underneath you holding you. When things are shaky and nothing is working, we might realize that we are on the verge of something. We might realize that this is a very vulnerable and tender place, and that tenderness can go either way. We can shut down and feel resentful, or we can touch in on that throbbing quality. There's definitely something tender and throbbing about groundlessness. So as we worked towards surrender, whatever it is inside of us that's flowing, that's keeping us connected to the earth. Give yourself these extra moments, these extra breaths, with no hurry, no rush to be anywhere. And when you're ready, you start to press up, find a comfortable seat, Keep the eyes closed. Bring your palms together at heart center. We're going to seal our practice today with a single OM. You're welcome to join in or just listen to the vibration of voices. First, take a full breath in through your nose. Side out. Inhale to chant. Om. Namaste. Thank each and every one of you for coming, uh, whether you joined us just for this one or if you came to all four. I uh, hope you got something out of it. We had a lot of kind of Sanskrit terms and concepts. If you have any questions about how to spell them, you're interested in Googling them later, um, find me outside. If uh, you missed any sessions, you want to find my podcasts, come find me outside. I'll point you in the right direction. I'll put you on my email list, and you'll get an email when I send those online. Other than that, if you had a towel, we've got a basket just outside. You can drop those in there and take your time re-entering the real world. Yeah? All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Finding Drishti Podcast. 
If you're enjoying the content, please tell your family and friends. And if you're local to Austin, you can find my public teaching schedule at findingdrishti.com.